Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dr. David Jacobs, chair of the Ontario Specialist Association and president of the Ontario Association of Radiologists, with what we like to call on this program at the intersection of health and politics. Dr. Jacobs, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks very much for joining us. Always a pleasure. I think I've got my neighbor's attention. Dr. Jacobs, let's start with uh, the Federal Employment Minister, Carla Qualtrough, suggesting that anyone who loses his or her job because they are not vaccinated should not qualify for employment insurance. What do you think about that? I think it's mean-spirited. Well, it is. And it's more than that, isn't it? Because we're talking about people who have contributed for many times, in many occasions, most occasions, for years, to this program, which is a safety net to take care of your mortgage payments, your food requirements, just looking after your family. Well, and, and that's just it. And we have to look at the people who are pushing back against getting vaccinated, not just as belligerents. We have to look at them as people who have been grossly misinformed. Uh, and, and we can't just put all the weight and all the pressure on these people. We have to also say, OK, well, what can we do to convince them in a positive way? And what haven't we done uh, in order to push back against this false narrative about the risks of vaccines, which have been very much overblown? And, and how, how do we get ourselves as a society to a place where we are safely vaccinating everyone and uh, harmonious. And, and I, I just don't think that throwing people out on the street uh, financially is the way to do that. that it's, just, it's just wrong. Yeah, and I wonder how much of this is directed toward healthcare professionals, because that continues to be an issue and a concern to governments, and I think to all of us. Um, and in Quebec, the, the mandate for healthcare professionals to be vaccinated, the mandated date was changed by a month by Premier Legault. So they're moving in an opposite direction, at least temporarily. Do you think this is this, this word from Ottawa is directed, maybe largely, toward the healthcare profession? I, I'm not sure. I, I don't feel that that's the case. I think that at least when you look at Ontario, um, a lot of the hospitals where they have patients at the highest risk are just putting their foot down and saying, no, our patients come first. If you're not willing to get vaccinated, you may not work here anymore. Um, so, and I, I wish that we could see that in Quebec, but they also have different numbers there in terms of the percentage of healthcare workers who are vaccinated. We can do that in Ontario because we can manage the system absolutely just fine without the few people who don't want to get vaccinated. What I suspect is happening in Quebec is that they have a much larger number of healthcare professionals who are declining vaccination. Uh, so they, they are at risk of, uh, of having to shut down ORs and not being able to maintain the healthcare system. Uh, so I, I, my suspicion is that they are facing a very different reality. What is your sense of the healthcare professionals, doctors, nurses, paramedics, others in the healthcare profession who have decided not to be vaccinated? What's your thinking? Well, uh, 
It's a difficult one. Uh, there are very few doctors who refuse to be vaccinated, uh, vanishingly few. Uh, in terms of nursing, you've got an increased number, but again, it's a very small percentage. Not uh, So why are they not getting vaccinated? Misinformation is probably the chief reason. Uh, just probably a certain amount of, uh, of fear. But when you look at every healthcare professional, we've received tons of vaccines in order to be able to work in our hospitals right now. You're not allowed, and even to go through medical school, you have to have a battery of vaccines before you can even set foot in the hospital. So this is nothing new, and it is a little surprising to me, uh, but you'd have to go case by case to see what's what's stopping people from getting vaccinated. I think at this point, with a group that's as well-educated as the healthcare professionals, at some point you're just going to have to say, well, there's there's just no getting beyond this with this particular individual, and we'll just have to move on. And that that's what's happening in most hospitals in Ontario. Mm-hmm. We we call these segments the intersection of politics and healthcare. So politically, there have been initiatives undertaken, and I think politics is at play as societies begin to reopen. And we have different rates of reopening. Uh, British Columbia certainly different to uh, that of Ontario. And uh, the Ontario government now lifting all mandatory or remaining capacity uh, limits for restaurants, gyms, bowling alleys, uh, dance studios, and so on. That changes on Monday. You support that? Uh, so here's the thing. When you're, when you're talking about across Canada, every province, uh, Canada is massive. And uh, many of the provinces are barely connected in terms of population exchange. So each part of the country is facing very different realities. And when we look at, uh, at Ontario, our numbers of cases are extremely low. The people who are in hospital are predominantly the unvaccinated uh, and or the people who are too old or unwell for a vaccine to have a, a good effect on them. Uh, and when you look at uh, compliance for vaccination and masking, whatever, it's very high. So given the fact that we've gone through all this effort, gotten vaccinated, brought our numbers down, it makes sense to start opening now. That having been said, you have to be ready to kind of back away if things start to get a little a little hairy. If the if the numbers and not not the number of cases, but the numbers of people in hospital or in the ICU starts to bump up, then you're going to have to revisit the decision. Yeah, I'm going to be speaking with the president of the Canadian Medical Association, Dr. Catherine Smart, tomorrow, and uh, she is advising the Saskatchewan government to become more directly engaged than it has been so far. And they do bring up, the CMA does bring up the issue of, if necessary, engaging circuit breakers, and that starts to sound like lockdowns to me. I don't know how willing people would be to accept lockdowns in October of 2021. I guess if we get there, we'll we'll see. But let me ask you, this, this is a final question. Listeners who are determined, and I hear constantly by way of email, by way of texts, direct messages, phone calls, Listeners who are determined to not be vaccinated, and even those who are vaccinated and have been very supportive of it, have doubts about booster shots. What's your thinking on boosters? Well, so first of all, you have to ask yourself, is it really a booster? 
So when you get your hepatitis B vaccination, as, as a physician, we all get them, it's a three-dose regimen. When, you, when, when the uh, teens get their uh, hepatitis, sorry, uh, HPV vaccine, it's a three-dose regimen. It could be that the vaccines that we're dealing with are just needed to be a three-dose regimen. The other possibility is, is that we're dealing, and this is what I think we're dealing with more, is that we're dealing with more of a flu-like situation where we're going to be take, getting a vaccine annually. So uh, the risks of getting vaccinated are extraordinarily low. The benefits we've seen are incredibly good. We, we, we see a 95% or in that order uh, protection against severe illness. Uh, so Getting this shot as a third dose, getting it once a year, I don't think people should be too worried about that. It doesn't have a, a major negative impact on most people's health. The, the, the complications are very, very uncommon. The benefits are very high. So it's just a risk-benefit ratio, and here it's quite clear getting vaccinated is very much in, in your best interest. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.